A reading from St. Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 9, verses 6 through 15. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor, their righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. And in their prayers for you, their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing grace God has given you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. This is the word of the Lord. All thanks be to God. The love of money is the root of all evil. We've probably all heard that biblical assertion, although many think that statement reads that money is the root of all evil. And of course, that isn't what is asserted in scripture. It's a very important distinction that is being made when scripture says that it is the love of money that is the root of all evil. Money itself is, is neutral. It is a means of exchange that can be used for good or evil, but it, which is not inherently evil in and of itself. One key element in the positive use of money is in its circulation. It is designed to be exchanged and therefore it moves from one person to another, from one account to another. And this is of course one reason why the Bank of England has recently introduced plastic banknotes, because significant levels of exchange cause significant wear and tear for the notes that are being exchanged. 
Now, there is a blockage to this healthy exchange process when greed comes into play and when particular people begin accumulating great wealth which is not then being exchanged as freely or with as many people. And that may be one of the reasons why the love of money is the root of all evil as it interrupts and blocks the healthy, free-flowing exchange which shares money with the many. Lewis Hyde suggests in his book entitled The Gift that we think of the gift as a constantly flowing river and allow ourselves to become a channel for its current. When we try to dam the river, thinking what counts is ownership and size, one of two things will happen. Either it will stagnate or it will fill the person up until he bursts. The antidote, of course, to such greed and accumulation is the generosity on which we have focused with our readings in this service. Generosity, the giving away of money, gives additional impetus to the free flow of money and is usually, of course, focused on those who are most deeply in poverty or in need. The City of London is a place where London's spirit of enterprise has been distilled to the maximum, but it is also in the city that many forms of charitable activity have originated and evolved into business models for others to follow. So interestingly, making money and giving money are both features of life here in the City of London. And it is right, therefore, that we should reflect here in the center of the city on what the Bible says about the way we should use the money that we make. Instead of giving grudgingly, the Bible encourages generosity and cheerfulness in our giving. As we've heard in his second letter to the Corinthians, St. Paul writes, each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Gratitude is the first fruit of humility, and it is a response to the forgiveness, freedom, healing, and restoration which we find in God. As we realize that we are precious to him, that we are honored and loved by him, so we give back out of thankfulness for that acceptance and that love. And that is the prayer for our stewardship campaign this year, that God will give us a grateful heart. These leaflets that we've given out to you today explain more about it. Giving to our church is a tangible, a faithful and accountable way in which we can demonstrate our gratitude to God. Of course, our lives haven't in every way turned out as we wanted them to, but God has given us life. And of course, the church itself isn't perfect, but God has given us Jesus and forgiveness and the life everlasting. Of course, there are lots of other good causes, but giving to the church is about investing in forever, in striving to live now the companionship that God has promised us always. 
And so, as a result, this autumn, we are encouraging all who come to St. Stephen Walbrook to reflect through this campaign on the various ways in which we can give our time, our talents, and our treasure in God's service. Each of us can give from our treasure in ways that benefit others, and our stewardship leaflet explains how you can do that regularly and consistently in relation to St. Stephen Warbrook. So I do encourage you to take that leaflet away and to reflect on whether you could give regularly out of gratitude and to help this church. The Elizabethan poet George Herbert was aware of our natural tendency to think that what God has given to us is ours and to try to retain as much of that for ourselves as possible. His prayer, therefore, was that he might be given a grateful heart, one that would rejoice in all that God has given to him, recognizing it all as a gift rather than something earned, and therefore becoming generous in the way in which it is used and given back to God. May our prayer be that of George Herbert, who wrote, Thou hast given so much to me, give one thing more, a grateful heart. Not thankful when it pleaseth me, as if thy blessings had spare days, but such a heart whose pulse may be thy praise. Amen.